Retro nonsense in the house, y'all! Autobots, transform and roll out! No. I am your father. No! No, Joe! He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there! G.I. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Retro Nonsense Podcast. I'm Duke and with me is my good friend Chris Roberts. So in this episode we're going to talk all about the Atari 2600 uh, and more specifically our top five Atari 2600 games of all time. So I don't know about you, Chris, but I had a very difficult time (laughs) coming up with this list. I didn't think I would, but when I sat down in front of my library, I had a really hard time picking out what I would call my top five 2600 games. But I am very comfortable with my list. It sits well with me. I did think about it a lot and put a lot of thought into it. And, uh, I'm very happy with my list. What about you? Well, I had the same kind of dilemma. Um, you know, uh, making making lists for uh, systems is always kind of tough because, you know, you have games that are, like, really so close. How do you really distinguish the two? And, you know, maybe it comes down to, uh, I don't know, there was a lot of Sophie Choice kind of situations, you know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> yeah. but um, this was NES, it'd be so much easier. I feel like I have a real definitive list. Whereas Atari, um, even though I love the games, I just, there's just, I, I like, um, it was more of a system, like I used to switch games a lot, you know, like I didn't, wasn't like I played one game hours and, I mean, I did, but you know what I mean? I don't know if any of that makes yeah. sense, but um, there are more score attacks, you know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just easier to move on to another game, whereas with a NES, it's kind of like completing them. But with my Atari list, they feel interchangeable. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any, like you said, uh, given the day or the mood, this list could be different. Right. But what I'll say is, you know, these five games, I think, will always at least be in my top ten. Yeah. I'm pretty comfortable saying yeah, that. Yeah, I am too. I mean, definitely they're in my top ten. And even if I expanded that top to a dirty dozen or something, they're easily in that. I mean, these are always going to be yeah. in my favorite games for the system but i just know there's so many other games out there that i haven't played some of them could creep in you know what i mean so yeah but these yeah i mean i I feel very comfortable with my list so i guess we'll start really with talking about our history a little bit with the atari 2600 and um you know what age we were when we played it and and stuff like that so why don't you start and just kind of give us a little bit of your story with the uh, the Atari 2600. Well, two two uh, kind of short stories come to mind for me. And, you know, my stories aren't usually that short, but I will try to keep them that way. Um, <laughs> well, the first one, it was my very first experience with actually playing the Atari. And, well, actually even seeing it in person. Um, I stayed the night at one of my friends' house, and it was under... Uh, like the caveat of me being able to stay that night is um we had to go really early in the morning so i either had to go home early or i had to go with them and it was an easy sales pitch for me because the mom said that uh, she had to make two stops 
Um, one, she had to pick up some other kids that she babysat. And then after that, we were going to a house that she was house sitting and that house had a pool and we could swim and this was summertime. So that was an easy sell. I'm like, yeah, I'm in, we get to swim. Um, we go to these other kids house and I never been there before. And I mean, this kid, man, he had all the fun stuff. I mean, right. We walked in there's star Wars toys and stuff all over the place, you know, and then he's like hey do you want to play atari now i mean i loved the arcade at that time and i never had an atari and i used to always see the commercials and you know maybe seen them on a tv show or two and so i'm like yeah and like the first game we played was um was pitfall and uh we're playing that and like it was just so cool you know like to be able to play it and i had to put a quarter in and you know, play as many times as you want. The lives didn't matter. You know, if you died, you just... Wow, so you remember the very first Atari game you've ever Pitfall, played. Pitfall, yeah. And we, wow. we played it for about 20 minutes, and then he's like... I forgot what he said. I don't know. I forgot what prompted to say it, but he said something like, yeah, do this with Indiana Jones. And I'm like, oh, that's the guy's name? He goes, well, not really, but that's what I call him. And I was like... <laughs> and he's like, do you want to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark? And I was like, what? And he's... Because I, I knew... I saw the commercials for it, but again, it wasn't something I got to go see. So then he breaks out the, it was like the CED. That was like this, uh, this older format that was kind of uh, around the same time as beta and VHS. And they look like records and you kind of wow. sit them in. He throws on uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I'm like, well, dude. So we're sitting there watching that. And then eventually we had to leave. We didn't even get to finish the movie, but like that day, is always going to be ingrained in my memory like the first time ever you know even though we only saw about maybe 15 20 minutes of it raiders of lost ark and playing um uh playing pitfall on the atari was just so cool um that's so cool and then and the next one i mean it sounds worse than it is but i mean actually it was kind of like a vacation for me but um i had stepped on a nail and got blood poisoning in my foot and uh, it got really bad so much so that I had to be hospitalized. So I was in the hospital for like two months and it was the children's hospital in, in Fresno. Wow. And, um, but one of the big, you know, like the first, you know, obviously the first couple of days were a drag, you know, I was really sick and they were working on getting my fever down and stuff like that. I had a really bad infection, but um, you know, one day I was feeling better and the lady's like, hey, you wanna go to the playroom? And I'm like, the playroom? She goes, yeah, there's a playroom. You can go in there and there's all kinds of toys and, and you know she said something else I, she started she said video games or well, actually she said an atari and then she kept saying other things but i was just like wait a minute an atari she's like yeah so <laughs> we went in there and the funny thing was is there was you know probably about four or five other kids in there and like none of them were playing it so i just got to play it as long as i wanted and pretty much i could stay in there all day i mean i had to come back like like you know i had a doctor that needed to see me or whatever so i had to go back to my room but um, so I was just sitting there playing and they had Pac-Man and I just thought it was just like the best thing in the world to sit there and play Pac-Man in the hospital. So it was kind of hard to, it was, wow. it was a hard day when they discharged me at that time. I was like, uh, can I take the Atari? <laughs> yeah. But so anyways, those are my first sure. early experiences. How about you, man? What do you got? Yeah. I mean, I, this was my first console. Um, I do have memories of playing, um, one of the Pong clones. I think it was an Odyssey. It was called. Um, so I do have kind of vague memories of playing that when I was very young. Um, but I vividly remember getting my first Atari 2600. Um, my father had bought it from somebody at, at his work um, used. And he brought it home in this big uh, paper grocery bag. And I'll never forget, for whatever reason, I couldn't play it that night. I think I had to wait until the next day. So I remember going to school 
and just thinking. I remember peering into that bag and seeing all the wires and the controllers and a whole stack of games. And I just, I was so excited because I knew what it was. I'm sure I'd saw com uh, commercials for it and whatnot, but um, I had never played it before. So I had to wait till the next day after school. So all day at school, I'm just dreaming about playing this Atari. I could not wait to get home and look through all the games and plug it in and get it all hooked up. And I, I have to guess here, but I was probably about six or seven years old. So, you know, my stint with the Atari um, was was probably at least three or four years. I, I played Atari all the way up until the NES came out, you know, so um, uh, probably about four years. So I had a, a lot of time with this console and this library of games. So um, I have a lot of memories, and I've played a lot of these games. And as I mentioned in a previous podcast, that I used to get a lot of hand-me-downs from, from my my vast family I had a lot of cousins yeah. <laughs> so a lot of these games I would just get given to me um, from older cousins that were done with them so I didn't I don't have a lot of memories of buying a lot of these games but I sure did play a lot of them and I sure did have a lot of them so uh, this this console is very special to me because it is like this is what started kickstarted my love of video games and um, it's very special to me and I have a lot of fond memories uh, playing it so yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to talk about my top five games. Well, let's get into it. What's number five? All right, so I'll start here, I guess. My number five favorite Atari game is the 1980 Atari Classic Adventure. So this game, this was an earlier release, and this game really stood out from all the other games I had because unlike the other single-screen games like, you know, uh, Space Invaders, Asteroids, Combat. This game had, you could explore. And this is this was the first graphical adventure game like this ever. And it really was kind of mind-blowing back then that you could pop this game in and just play around and, and try different things and explore different areas. And, you know, when you combine the three different game modes with the difficulty settings, you really had quite a vast kind of um, array of different types of gameplay. And that's why I had such great replayability was because you could just pop it in and just kind of play around with it. You can tinker around and try new things and uh, try to find new areas. And uh, I know this game gets a bad rap for its primitive graphics, but um, for me well, that really... but I mean, come on, man. It was 1980. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, people were playing on calculators, you know. But for right. me, I think that really enhanced a lot of these earlier games because you know when you had to interject your imagination into the game it really kind of made it your own and really kind of made it a more intimate experience because you know how you imagined your character because your character in this game is just a square right was different than how your friend maybe imagined it and i remember i would play a game like this and then i'd go to go to bed and i'd just fantasize about being a dragon slayer and exploring castles and stuff like that so it really kind of made it more your own um, so I think that's missing in modern games. They all are, with the hyper-realistic graphics and all that kind of stuff. It 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 really takes away from that intimacy. I think that was there back with these primitive games. So I really like that about this game, especially that it's a medieval fantasy-based kind of adventure game. It really kind of stands out. Well, and also from... the now I don't know if you had the text art or the picture art or even if you had the box, but. When you look at it, it kind of gives you the idea of what to fantasize about, too, you know? Yeah. So, oh, I had the picture art, yeah. for sure, because I remember that 
vividly, and I still have it, but right. I also have the text version now. But well, as a kid, to. I definitely I mean, had that. Yeah. You got the, <laughs> the telegames port? I mean, come on, man. But I, I think this was the first the first game that had multiple screens that you could travel through. Now, later on, you had games like E.T. and Raiders of the Lost Ark right. and Superman, but I, I'm pretty sure this was the very first one that you could do that in. And it was kind of, it really stood out. Um, and most prominently for me was the fact that you could beat this game. So I know for yeah, a fact. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. You remember the first game you ever played? Well, I know that this is the first video game that I ever beat. Because it wasn't very hard to do in one of the easier game modes was to get that chalice into the yellow castle, and it had you know it even had like an, it had like an ending uh, screen where you got that flashing screen and that little kind of music that played. Mm-hmm. And I, that was so fun as a kid to say that you won the game. Absolutely. Um, so that really laid a foundation in me because I. And one of those people that really, I'm not a casual gamer in the sense that I don't just kind of pop games in and out and play them for a little bit. I beat games. I love to beat games. And it very well may have stemmed from the joy that I've discovered when I won Adventure because you got that chalice into the castle and you reward it with this really neat little scene. So that's really special as well as this game was the first game I I ever beat. So That's this really this cool, game's man. really special to me. I, I played it so much. And one little tidbit here: Did you do you know the names of the dragons in the in the uh, game? I you know no. I mean I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> I should I should have done a little more homework. I I didn't know. See, all right. Full disclosure: We don't know each other's lists. I mean I think we have an idea of a couple of the games on them, but we don't know each other's lists. So I didn't prepare. Yeah. I mean I've prepared for my list, and it's not yours. So. Right. So no, I don't know. So there's a, there's a yellow, green, and red dragon, and they are Yorgle, Grundle, and Rindle, respectively. Oh, so those see. are the three dragons. Now names. that sounds familiar, but I I couldn't have. Yeah, you could have gave Grundle, me a hundred guesses Rindle. unless it was multiple choice. I don't think I would have got it. <laughs> and of course, you can't mention this game without the famous Easter egg. Right. Um, a lot of people say it's the very first Easter egg in a video game. I don't think that's actually true. I don't know. It's definitely that, yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. But I have heard that a lot. I didn't. I figured you were going there, so I didn't want to jump the gun on yeah. that one. But that was uh, part of the reason was right because the developers at the time they didn't get no credit, and uh, yep. Atari didn't. Yeah. You know, that was one of the reasons Activision became its own its own gaming company yes. is because these developers or these programmers, I mean, were. Um, tired of not getting any sort of credit i mean yeah they were getting a salary but they uh they wanted you know credits just like a film producer or a music producer yeah. or anything I mean, anybody anybody who creates something would like to be acknowledged and uh, so he snuck yeah. he snuck his name in which was pretty cool yeah warren robinette and uh, i never knew that as a kid no, I, I didn't either that, I, I didn't discover that two years later but I, I yeah but what a neat thing to be able to do as an adult and i've done it a couple of times is to, is to find that little room there and just really, again, another another really cool kind of thing that makes this game really special and stand out, and, and really a neat part of video game history in general. I mean, this game laid the foundation for games like Zelda and stuff. This was this was the first yeah, one for like sure. this. I mean, that that's really the first thing that comes to my mind. Like Zelda, um, maybe Dragon's Lair, a little different, but you know, still that explorer, yeah. dungeon crawler, drag, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Um, I think they were all inspired, you know, by adventure yep. to some degree. So that is my number five. And yet, to go back a little bit, yeah, we don't know each other's list, and I, I'm very excited to to hear yours. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't have a clue as to what's on your list. I might, I, I think I might know 
one well, or two I, of your games, but I, I don't know. I have any idea what's going on. I know on your one list. of your games for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if I, I, it would, I would not be a good friend if I didn't know <laughs> yeah. one of your games for sure. So, um, anyway, so let's, let's get to my list. Yes. Um, whereas you, your early roots were beating games, and as an adult, or, well, even as a teenager, that was always my goal. See, that was one of the reasons why I loved the Nintendo you know the nes was because the ability to beat games um i i just really loved finding you know getting to an end because you know i grew up in an arcade era and it was very hard to beat a game because they were designed to eat your quarters um yeah matter of fact the only arcade game that stand well besides a fighting game that stands out to me was uh i beat wonder boy in the arcade and you know i got really good at it so that it gave me like this big sense of accomplishment that i was able to do that and my friend beat rygar so like it was just like this drive to do that but prior to that i grew up in an arcade era where it was just going for high scores i mean that was really or you know to get to the furthest level you could get like with pac-man like the goal was always to you know flip the game i didn't even know you could flip the game initially so it was to get to the banana or whatever you know what i mean so those were always like those goals you know and what i never had no um you know aspirations of get, getting the world record or anything and I, I didn't even know if there i didn't even understand the concept of world records and then i just knew whoever had the top score in that arcade but anyway right. so a lot of my a lot of my early gaming was kind of score attack games and um so number five on my list is uh asteroids ah now now i'm not saying this is the best port because the 7800 is actually a better port but for this system this was one of my uh early games that i got to play a lot now um one of the things that actually drew it to me um we used to have uh this um arcade in fresno it was um it was kind of an arcade it was like one of those arcades that kind of had a lot of things going on like uh, it had a little racetrack you know like sometimes you go to a place they'll have like a batting cage they'll have an arcade they have you know something like that uh you know oh yeah oh, well yeah. it was called malibu grand prix and my dad used to like to go drive the cars and i didn't really care about the cars i wanted to play the video games but one of the games that he actually <laughs> liked was asteroids so i remember watching him play just thinking like this is really kind of cool like and the other thing that kind of stood out now i know it's not a direct um not a direct copy because they would probably got sued but the main main theme kind of sounds like the jaws theme sort of you know like it's Uh and it speeds up you know like when the rocks go faster or so that's always going to be good memories and the arcade 26 i mean the arcade the atari 2600 is a pretty solid port especially for the time oh yeah so asteroids is um that's going to be my number five very good that's a good one yeah i played that a, a ton as a kid too and loved it i like i liked it when you got the uh asteroids down to like one and then you just would fly around yeah. And I really like the sense of motion where you could go forward and then turn around and you were yep. still going in that yeah. direction. Just kind of. And if you went go really fast, it would leave that streak on the screen, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Like a blur almost. And then and to get the little UFO that would come through was always so satisfying, you know. Yes. Good so, choice. Good choice. Yeah, that's, that's always gonna. No matter what, no matter how big my list ever gets, it's always gonna be in there somewhere. That's a good one. All right. Well, I guess we're to my number four. So for four, I picked my favorite a Magic game, and that's the 1982 Cosmic Arc. So anyone that knows me lo- knows I love science fiction, and especially like 
space exploration type stuff and that's what this game is all about and r right away when you put this game in what stands out are the colorful graphics um, this game is known for I think it's the first game that had like a shimmering star field in the background and it really pops as soon as you put it in you're like whoa that's a that's pretty and then this big giant spaceship comes out and you know you start playing and this game has a lot of diversity of gameplay you start out and these asteroids are coming at you from different directions you gotta fight them off and then you kinda lower down to a planet and you gotta beam up and then you, a little spaceship comes out of the bottom and you gotta beam up these aliens and, and they got a defense system you gotta dodge their lasers and get back to the ship before the asteroid hits there's a lot going on for for an, an Atari game and it looks fantastic and Again, that diversity of gameplay is really what makes it stand out to me. I always felt like I was exploring. And it's also neat because every time you came to a new planet, um, you, you never knew what you were going to see. They always had these little tiny aliens running around the bottom, and they, all, they always look different. I mean, sometimes you come across uh, you know, the same ones, but I always was eager to see what the next alien was going to look like. And sometimes it looked like a little poodle or something, or a little squiggly line, or sometimes it looked like a little T-Rex. Um, and I think, that, I'm not sure how many there were, but it seemed like there were quite a few uh, different types of aliens. So I have always loved this game. It's It looks great, it plays great, lots of diversity, like I said. And a neat side note is this is actually uh, one of the first video game sequels. This is the sequel to Atlantis, which is another great Imagic uh, Atari game. And I don't know if you knew that, Chris, but I, I this did, is actually... I did not know that, but I, I do have yeah. a tidbit about Atlantis is um, you can get lucky enough to find um, Atlantis 2, which is on yes, the yeah. actual Atlantis cart. So you can't, you don't know it until you play it. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, and I don't know if I have it because in all honesty, I have two carts up there and I don't know, you know I haven't played them both. Uh, I did try out the original Atlantis or one of them. And I, I just haven't done the research on it. I got to, but a buddy of mine, um, Tyler, um, from Collector Quest, he's, uh, I know him from Instagram and stuff like that, but um, he kind of got me thinking about that. And I'm just like, there's no other way to tell. It's like nothing, at least from what I understood, there's nothing on the label. There's nothing. It's just, huh. it's just the ROM. And I'm like, well, is, it, cool. is it more likely to be the, because they have two, um, they have the picture and the text as well. And right. I don't think there's a difference. I don't know. I have to look more into it, but definitely cool. something I want to, I want to find that because. But how cool is it that they put this like lore in there that, in this backstory that you know this is like a sequel? I yeah. don't remember the exact tie-in, but somehow the the people that escape from Atlantis. That's really like cool. I think if, when you lose, like you see the spaceship fly up after, in Atlantis, right? Well, I haven't. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you're talking in Atlantis. I haven't. Yeah. It's been a while since I played it, so I mean, yeah, and I think you, that's you're going to be more the expert on this one than me, buddy. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry to let you down on that one. No, I think I think that spaceship is what they say are the people that escape from Atlantis, and somehow they're tied into. Um, well, that would make uh, cosmic yeah. arc. So that's pretty well, cool. I mean, it's probably the same game developers, or the maybe the same. Um, yeah. Well, right. The, the, the obviously it's the same publisher, but the probably the same guys worked on it, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how and another do you thing, rank, uh, what do you? How do you rank I Magic? I mean, do you? I, think, I, I love a Magic games. Yeah. No. What you do say you, I uh, Magic? I don't know. I mean, you probably <laughs> said it right better. I, I don't know. Who knows? I say Ninja Gaiden. So I mean, I, I do too. That's how I say Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> that's what they say I on never the commercials, say man. <laughs> and I speak it like English. You know what I mean? But that's a different topic. Let's just yes, yes. Let's stay focused here. But um, 
I, I hear, uh, well, like uh, John Hancock, that's supposed to be his favorite publisher. And um, I always would go with Activision first, but uh, I mean, no, I would too. Very I think Activision games. definitely has a better library, but uh, Magic games are solid. I mean, they're, they're quality games for sure. Yeah. Well, it's definitely one of those game, uh, one of those publishers that um, you see them and they, they put a lot of their artwork. Their artwork kind of yes. reminds me of Atari artwork because, yeah. you know, it, it's, they really put something into it. It really, you know sparks the imagination whereas even though i love it you know like um the activision is more simplistic cartoonish you know what i mean mm -hmm. like yeah which i like it too because it i don't know to me it feels way more retro and it actually is more representative of what you're actually playing whereas yeah that yeah. was kind of the disappointment with some of the early atari games where my early atari experiences like you're putting them in it's like what this isn't you know it's not supposed to look <laughs> like this, but, um, but you know, you're right though. A lot of it's the imagination and kind of, yeah. you know, once you get past that, that's why it's kind of funny to, to try to have some, um, you know, some millennial or Gen Z or whatever they're called now, the younger kids <laughs> to have them, uh, the zoomers to have them try to play Atari would be hilarious. Yeah. And one more tidbit is they, there is a, there's two different versions of this game. Um, Cosmic Arc. One of the versions, you can turn off the shimmering star field with the black and white switch on the Atari. Mm. I have the one that you cannot turn it off. Now, how do you know if you have the just, different one? You just I don't you know. Just don't I don't know, know if there's any indicator on the on the cartridge or the box, but I don't I don't well, know if you can we, know we without just trying it. Well, we need to document yours and then uh, see if mine looks different. I'll put mine yeah, on and yeah, we'll, we'll mine, try to compare. Mine is the one where you cannot turn it off because I tried. Right. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what we can do. Because I, I, so I think my I actually have a four. double of that, so we might be in luck. Okay. You might have two different versions. I might, you know? Or I might have two of the one you don't have, and I'll send you <laughs> right. that one. See? We'll work it out. There you go. All there right. Go. So my number four, and I promise it's not going to be all arcade ports, but I just wanted to get them out of the way because I'm going early experiences first, and that's Space Invaders. And uh. this was one of my early arcade games that I, I you know, the early games I played in arcade. Um, very specific memory comes to, uh, there's this local pizzeria. It's an Italian pizza joint. Um, it's called De Chico's. And um, back then, my dad worked there. and But the owner, he, you know, he was like this, he almost looked like Al Capone, to be honest. But his name was Al De Chico. <laughs> like, he had, like, I could... If we ever do get the Discord going, I'm gonna I'll post a picture of Al DeChico on there, and you'd be like, oh, he kind of does look like Al Capone. But uh, <laughs> he was just really cool, man. And I'd come in there and be like, hey, uh, you give this kid uh, a pizza, get whatever he wants. I don't mean to sound like that's how he sounded. Okay, I'm not trying to do a bad <laughs> I'm not trying to do a bad impression of uh, an Italian American. But you know, he'd just be like, give him whatever he wants, and he wants some more sodas. Like, this would be four refills, so to get like three or four sodas, it was like what, you know? Oh yeah. And give me a full pizza, give him a whole pizza. Give whatever he wants, and then so he's like, "You want to play the arcade? Yeah, hold on." And he goes and gets a cup, and he just opens the drawer, and I mean, it probably wasn't as many as it felt like, but at the time, I mean, a quarter was kind of a lot. I mean, I didn't grow up in the '40s or anything, but even in the '80s, you know, a quarter can get you a candy bar. You know, thirty-five cents got you a soda. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, he filled the thing up with quarters, and he's like, "Go play as much as you want." So I mean, I was putting in. Uh, I was putting on songs on the jukebox. There's a jukebox and a and a oh, and a man. Space Invaders right there. And I sat there and played all day. And then 
you know, I wanted to be honest. I mean, I, I, you know, I did throw like a dollar or two in my pocket. When I went to give him the cut back with whatever was left. He's like, no, nah, just take it. So I was like, wow, like it was just a wow. great day. So that's so cool. Yeah. So Space Invaders is, I mean, it was like, I mean, it's obviously it's not that much money, but at the time it was like, I don't know, maybe like seven dollars worth of quarters. And I just remember thinking like, I felt rich. You know what I mean? I was like, whoa, yeah, look yeah. at all this money. But yeah. So Space Invaders was one of those ones where, man, when I got to play it, I always gravitated towards it. Even today, if I just want to mess around with the Atari and just, like a lot of times when I'm uh, testing Ataris, you know, if I get a new one in, like console, you know, like if I buy a lot and it has an Atari in it, um, I have like a, just like an extra Space Invaders set to the side and I usually use that as my tester cart. And, um, and I end nice. up playing it for about 20, 20 minutes or so. <laughs> you yep. know, I play a lot longer than I intended on, but um that's so funny you say that because when I when I got this uh, my favorite component of my retro room here this Radio Shack television yeah that I have the first thing I did was set my Atari twenty six hundred up and put Space Invaders in and just seeing Space Invaders on this retro TV it was just awesome and I I just played it for like half an hour yeah. or so it's such a great I mean that's a good choice yeah man. I mean it's not like I said it, you know it's it's not a game you could beat as far as I know it's it's just a score attack kind of arcade game but. I don't know, man. It's fun. It gives you anxiety when they start getting closer, especially when they start going really <laughs> yeah. fast. You know, there's strategies. Do you shoot the little barriers out of the way or, you know. Um, yep. Yep. Another little interesting story that I always thought was kind of fun. Um, when it was originally released in Japan, so the story goes, they uh, had a, a yin shortage because... And there, and a lot of people were calling in sick, and they were having like, because people were just addicted to playing Space Invaders. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, and another story, uh, I it was on another podcast that I heard. This guy said that you know he was a distributor, and he uh, he put a Space Invader. He convinced some bartender to put the Space Invaders into their bar, and uh, the guy called him back like a week later, said, "Man, you need to come pick this thing up. Customers are complaining it's not working." And he's like, what? It's brand new. He's like, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll come right down. So he went down there, and he tries to stick the quarter in, and it wouldn't go in. So he opened the door, yep. and all these quarters started falling <laughs> yep. out. Like, people were playing it so much, they, you know, they they overloaded the machine. So, I mean, it was a very popular game. It was definitely um, a huge system seller yes. for Atari. Um, everybody, I, I don't know anybody who had an Atari that didn't have a copy of Space Invaders. It was, it was... It was for sure a staple in everybody's library. Yes, yeah, it was very pivotal so. with how well the 2600 sold because everybody wanted to play Space Invaders. They were blown away you could play Space Invaders on your television, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, good one. Okay, I guess we'll move to my number three. And this is a Parker Brothers title. Chris, can you guess? Take a wild guess. Okay, Parker Brothers, are you going to say Frogger? No. Then you get okay. one guess. That's it. You're wrong. <laughs> okay, well, I'm wrong. It is Return of the Jedi. Well, I, I kind of felt like it might have been a Star Wars, but I didn't. Because <laughs> I, I did think you were going to say the arcade game, because that one has kind of wonky controls on this on the 26. I've so. never even played that version. I don't have it. Well, for, well, you don't need to, because you got the yeah, arcade exactly. cabinet. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so Return of the Jedi, um, this came out in 1983, and... Uh, you know, I, prior to this, I had the Jedi Arena, which was the paddle game, right? You remember that one? I do. Okay. I have all of them, so yep. I do remember it. Um, and obviously, the uh, probably the more 
more famous one is the uh, Empire Strikes Back with the ad ads. Yeah, because you can. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do immature stuff like you shoot the ad ad in the butt. The... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when this one came out, I, just like Cosmic Arc, I was just blown away at the diversity in gameplay. You know, you start out with the uh, Death Star in the background, and you're in the foreground fighting all these classic spaceships, Tie Fighters, and whatnot. And then you got to kind of enter into this little. Uh, uh, break in the shield and you you hyper warp to the to the death star and you start fighting the the ships at the death star as, as you're trying to shoot through the death star and blow it up and it's just it's just fast paced and fun and it i mean really that diversity of gameplay just like with cosmic arc is really stands out to me and really what mainly stands out more than that even is the sound effects in this game are so unique and always kind of just st stood out to me as, as something that made the game just really kind of interesting. Um, so it really has some interesting sound effects that, stood, that, that were different than any other Atari game. And as anybody knows that plays Atari, a lot of the sound effects are similar. Yeah. They sound very much, there's like a, a I don't know, a half a, a couple dozen, I'd say, sound effects that are just reused in every game. Feels and this like one it, really yeah. had different ones. Yeah. So, and of course, how can you go wrong with piloting the Millennium Falcon? So that, as a little kid, to pretend like I was Han right. Solo flying around the Millennium Falcon meant so much to me. And that was the first time I ever had the ability to fly the Millennium Falcon um, and it was just really cool that I could do that because I was such a fan of Han Solo and Star Wars and I mean Star Wars and Atari that combination is just so magical to me you know to play Star Wars games on Atari back in the 80s it just wasn't anything better than that for me so this game was pretty high up on my list there well, and, and I understand. Yeah, I, I totally get it because uh, anytime I went to Chuck E. Cheese, I always made a beeline for the original uh, Star Wars arcade game. And they oh, had a stand-up yeah. and they had a sit-down. So depending on whichever one was free, I would go play them. And, uh, man, it was always a fun time. Yep. Since you mentioned it, I will go ahead and say that Star Wars Arcade is my favorite arcade game of all time. Absolutely love that game. And, and it's it's a totally... I mean, I... I can't put it as my number one, but man, it it's in there because I mean it's it's the one that might have I don't know between that and Miss Pac-Man, it has to be the one that's the most nostalgic for me as far as bringing back all those original arcade memories. You know the, yeah. the sounds from it, being able. You know, I love Star Wars so much. I mean, especially then it was, you know, there was only a few movies at that time, and man, I mean any extra Star Wars, you know, and the fact that the you know the the voice was so yes, good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you weren't you weren't hearing that a lot in arcade games. You would hear some, but not. I mean, you know, you were hearing Obi Wan oh, Kenobi. You were hearing, know. you know, Luke Skywalker and and Han Solo, and it was awesome. And Darth Vader, you know the. Good boy, Benny I don't know, man. It was it was a great game. Definitely. I, I it, it I you know I mean we, <laughs> I kind of sent you that picture. I'm on the fence of trying to buy one of <laughs> yeah. those. Um, what up, cabs? I did. Yep. Money's a little tight right now, so I'm, I don't know, man, but. Tempting, I'm uh, sure. You know. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I wanted to get it when it was in the store, but it was too high, and then when they liquidated them, I missed out, and I, I might be able to sweet talk this guy into giving it to me cheap. I don't know. Or he might just say, go screw yourself. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'm definitely going to at least shoot off one low ball offer and see what happens. Yep. I don't blame you. But to be able to fly the Millennium Falcon and blow up the Death Star, and it has a great yes. explosion kind of graphic, it's just, it really stands out to me. And I played this game a lot, and I love it. So that's my number three. 
All right. Well, uh, my number three, this is one of those games where um, you just play it and you just kind of zone out, you know, and you kind of have to to really zone out because if you're not think if you're not focusing on the game, you're going to mess up and it's kaboom. You know, oh, and it's yeah. a it's a paddle game. Yep. And I love just sitting there playing it and, you know, just focusing on it. And, you know, and when you're doing really good, it's very rewarding. And then there's um, kind of little tricks to it where, you know, you gain a certain amount of points and then you intentionally miss one. So it slows him back down so you can, you know, kind of regroup. And I have to give uh, Mike Matei some credit on that because um, I think I remember doing that when I was young, but I was watching a video when he was playing it and he had this little strategy and i was like it felt very familiar so i don't know i don't know if we did it on purpose or by accident but it was something i remember kind of like okay now it slows down again and you know you want to build up enough just to kind of get a free life you play it you see what i'm talking about but it, it to me it lends itself to you know kind of like tetris and you know those kind of games where stuff is coming at you a lot and you got to clear it out quick or else you're gonna die where that one's like an instant death it's not like tetris in that way but you know it's that i don't guess you wouldn't call it a puzzle i guess it's like a reverse shooter or something i don't know <laughs> i think that's shooter. why i do so good at um back to the future because um like there's there there are three sub levels kind of remind me of kaboom where um you're going to the cafe and they're throwing the you know the you got to shoot the you know it's almost like tapper where you're throwing the mm -hmm. beers or well the well they're like sodas or whatever at the bullies so you got to zigzag up and down the screen and then the, the next one you know the next uh mid-level kind of boss is the uh, your your mom is throwing you her kisses for some reason and you got to <laughs> catch them which you don't think i would really want to catch my mom's affection but um but you're going up and down trying to do that and then the like the third one is you know, you're at the dance, but you got to catch the notes. But, you know, some notes are high, so you got to go high, and some are middle, and some are low. So it really lends itself to the same kind of gameplay, and um, I get a lot of kick out of it. Every time I play it, it's it's a good time, even though I'm, I'm not as good at it as I'd like to be, but I enjoy it. Well, you know, I think it's one of those first games that I can remember that that was kind of addictive. Yeah. You know, like you said, you kind of zone out, and, yeah, it's one of those games you just want to put in, and you just kind of can't stop playing it. Yeah, that's kind of why I was like, that's kind of why I was getting at with Tetris, because Tetris has that feeling to me yeah. where it's it's yes. very addictive. Yeah. You're clear, you're, your whole goal is to clear, and yes, I know it's different in that regards, but you're clearing the stuff that's coming at you, and you know what I mean. But uh, and interesting enough, they they made another game that's the exact same gameplay, but um, it's it's one of the adult games, beat 'em and eat 'em. And I know we're a family show, uh -huh. so we won't really get into it. <laughs> you can go ahead and look at YouTube if you want to check that out. But um, it's, it's basically the same game. So, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I think that Kaboom would be on uh, Mighty Q-Dog's list because uh, I'm pretty sure he said this was at least one of his favorite games. I know he really likes Kaboom. Yeah, and keep in mind, I, my list could change tomorrow. But this, was, this is going to oh, yeah. be... Yeah. We had this debate. Is it Desert Island or Deserted Island? Or is it a deserted Desert Island? I don't know. But either way, <laughs> I'm, if I went to a deserted Desert Island and I had, you know, <laughs> about 20 games or so to choose, this would easily be in there without question. And right now it's in my top five. All right. Well, I guess that puts me at my number two. And we are at our first Activision game. Um, do you want to guess this one? No, you know what? Well, go ahead. Guess it if you want. <laughs> River Raid. No, that's a good one though. No, yeah, it's very it good. It is. It's... 
Pitfall 2. Pitfall 2. Okay. Yes. I thought it might have been... Are we at number two already? Yes. Oh, Dad, I knew that. I first, I'm looking at my list, and I was looking at three. I knew that was... I, I could easily... I know what your top two is. Dang it. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> I knew it. I don't know why I didn't guess that one, but go so, ahead. So, this game was just unbelievable for its time i mean it's such a significant upgrade uh from pitfall the original pitfall right uh, but this one was just such a f- fuller experience uh this one has no it's time a little limit. more fair too yeah 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 there's no time yeah, limit because in this the, one. the original one's got that 20 minute time limit yes and this this one kind of encourages ex- exploration and um because there's no time limit and it's a it's a much right. larger game um and there's not just uh horizontal uh, scrolling, you can go up and down, and there's just such diversity in this game as well. With uh, you can go in the water and swim around, which is really neat. And the graphics are a little bit tighter. Um, there's the whole balloon thing where you can jump onto a balloon and float up, and then get it popped and fall on a ledge. It's just such a fun game. And I mean, this game really has so. I mean, this game has music in it, which not a lot of a lot of Atari games had music. And not only did right. it have music, the music would change depending on what was going on in the game. Um, so that was kind of like crazy back then. Um, well, and, and I know someone who mapped out the whole game and beat it. I beat it. I know. That's <laughs> okay. the person I know. I watched your video. You got a whole series on it. So this game really just blew me away when I played it back in the day. Um, yeah. And so you didn't you didn't beat it when you were young, did you? Uh, no, no. Not right. Default, yeah, that no. was the first time you beat it when you did your series, correct? Well, my series is on Pitfall One, not Pitfall Two. It wasn't on Pitfall Two. Uh-uh. No, I, I I did oh. beat this. Well, you're probably thinking of when I was posting this on Twitter. Um, I did oh, beat okay. it, and Maybe I did. I, you know what? I, I yeah, I guess I confused it with your video series compared to you. Yeah. Going along, beating you did. I thought you mapped it though. Did you not? I did. I mapped it, and I beat okay, it. Okay, so that's why it feels so vivid to me because yes, I remember yeah. looking at your map, and yeah, and I was just really impressed with how much, uh, you know, how much time you put in on it, and just you yep. know, you, a lot of dedication because I mean, it's not, you know, it's a it's a very involved game. I mean, you had to find every treasure, and yep. Now, isn't there? Um, you know, like uh, you go in on one screen and you see the treasure, but it's out of reach, so you got to go around. And you that's know. Pitfall One. Th- this one, okay, well, yeah, no, it's a, you know what? One. You're right. Didn't they do that in this one? You're too? right. You're yeah, right. There so. are times where you can see a treasure and you don't know how to get to it, and you got to you find right. a way so around. Well, and, yeah. My point is, there's pu- there's like a puzzle solving element oh, to yeah. it, which to me really feels like groundbreaking. I don't I don't know if they were the first to do it, but man. Like, again, another precursor to Zelda. I, I think this game is definitely groundbreaking. I mean, right off the bat, when you start, yeah. there's a character below the screen. I think it's a tiger. And he's and right. you, don't, you don't get to him until you're well within the game. And you're like, oh, you know, there there he is. And then you can finally save him. And this game has, like, other characters that you have to save. And I would say, most notably, this game has save states. And this is an Atari game. But you cross over those red X's on the ground, and right. if you die, it goes. It takes you back to that last X. And not only does it take you right. back, it like rewinds you and like sucks you back. So like it didn't happen. Yeah, it's so cool. And I mean, to see all that stuff going on in an Atari game was just crazy back then. So this game always stood out as just what they could do with the 2600 later on. I'm not sure what year this game came out in '84. So. 
Yeah, this you're, was... you're talking pre-crash, around the crash time, so no wonder yeah. that game is uh, more uncommon. Yes, yeah. But this game, I mean, for an Atari game, for it to have music and changing music and save states, I mean, it just had it all for an Atari game. And, and for a game to have, you know, the sense of exploration and you could just play around with it and look around, and, and it just was so fun to play. So this game was really high up there because really because of the quality of it and how, how, right. how polished this game is. It always kind of stood out to me as being just an amazing game. So that is my number two. Okay, well, you kind of made me change my number two, and it's okay <laughs> because, like I said, this, this list is interchangeable. And even though I knew I knew that was going to be your number two, I felt like I had, I don't know, I had your list kind of, I jotted down what I thought would be your top two. I was curious I if put you, it on. yeah. Well, I, I kind of... I didn't. Anyways, I was trying to make our list a little bit different so it wasn't repetitive, but yeah. yet also stay true to my list. You know what I mean? Sure. But sure. it's okay because top ten, top five doesn't really matter. So instead of going, I was going to originally go with Pitfall, and I did talk about it a little earlier, and and it's a great game, but I do actually feel like Pitfall Two is better. I just haven't put as much time in on Pitfall Two. Sure. But I know it's. I know it. It just. It's just better. I mean, besides watching you play it, I've watched videos on it. And I played it myself. I just haven't put the time in it like I have on the original. Even though I, I've never beaten the original Pitfall, but I've have gotten you know pretty far. I just I always run out of time. Right. Um. So I'm gonna go back. I'm just I'm kind of sticking with my puzzle style roots and um, Super Breakout. It was a game I played a lot. There was okay. a lot of games that were similar to Breakout. I mean, it's Pong, and they kept tweaking on Pong to keep trying to milk pong for what it was and i think it's eventually they came up with the breakout formula from pong i think yeah and uh, it sounds it, it, that sounds like it's true i don't know if it's true but it sounds like that's true and um so yeah i've played a lot of super breakout i mean i probably played breakout at the same amount of time but i felt like i put more I probably played them equally, but I feel like I played Super Breakout longer. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I was just better. I think I played Breakout earlier on and then Super Breakout later when I got a little better at games. Um, it, it's another Pong uh, paddle game. And, you know, that was one of the things I really loved about the Atari early on is, you know, you had these different controllers. I mean, they had a, a, a just a paddle for racing. They had, the you know, the paddle for the paddle games, you know, Kaboom, uh, uh, breakout things like that and um, yep. and it was just it just added so much replay value to it it was a different style of game and again it's mostly you know it's it's back to the score attack kind of formula i don't think there's any sort of ending to these games i think they're just you just keep playing them until you either you die or or you get bored um and then the other thing about it's cool is it has like a lot of different you know a lot of the, that's that's what's kind of cool about atari too because when you bought one game you you weren't really just buying one game usually a lot of yeah. them had those different game modes so they were kind of like multiple oh, yeah. games yes they were just variants of the game you were playing but that was still pretty cool you know definitely yeah and uh so you know you could play one that has like the two paddles or a long a bigger paddle or a smaller paddle or you know you had all these different options and um yeah i always like that so my number two game because you kind of stole my thunder with pitfall <laughs> no sorry it's fine. no no it's totally fine because anyways um that's why i wanted you to go first because i knew you were going to talk better about it anyways so i'm, I'm gonna go did you, you got any experiences with uh, breakout or super Breakout? oh yeah oh uh, yeah i mean i i 
definitely doesn't make my top five, but I, I played with um, Breakout and Super Breakout a ton. And, you know, it's funny, I don't have any paddle games on my list, but it's it's worth mentioning that, that paddle games, uh, there's so many great paddle games uh, for the Atari 2600, and uh, the Breakout and Super Breakout are definitely one of the, uh, or two of the, the better ones for sure. I even got... Um which to me is they're all they all feel the same like even the pinball game um i got uh, just a standalone atari pinball you know it's a you uh-huh. know, it's just like a little contraption and it, you know it has a little spinning dials on it. essentially it's just a pong but they made it into pinball and uh i remember i had you know yeah probably by 2010 2011 i had found one at a at a junk store and uh, I brought it home. My daughter was really young, you know, at the time she was, um, actually it could have been 2000. It was like 2013. She was three years old. And um, and she was playing it. And, like, she just had so much fun playing it. And it wasn't that she was really good at it, but you know what I mean? Like, it was simple enough yeah. for a three-year-old to actually get some enjoyment out of it. But yet it had enough complexity to it where it was challenging for me if I really wanted to get a big score or play a long time, you know what I mean? Like it eventually, you know, and you try to learn the angles. I mean, I know it's a different game, but essentially breakouts, the same thing. I mean, you're just trying to find the corner of the paddle or the flippers, you know, to hit the ball or the, you know, or, well, I guess they're both balls, pinball or whatever the, I don't even know. Is it supposed to be a pinball and breakout? I'm guessing it's some sort of a ball, but I don't know. According to the box art, you're some kind of astronaut thing. I don't know what's well, going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So who knows what it is? But um, it's your imagination, though. Whatever you're hitting back, right? But, I mean, they all have a very similar gameplay to them, and um, so that's yeah. they're all kind of my number two for that matter. We can throw them all in there. All the pongs and the bring them all on. They're all my number two. But a super breakout kind of stands out to me. So there you go drum roll what's your number one okay <laughs> well i know you know what this is i do this is an activision another activision title from 1984 and that is hero right yep it's a great game <laughs> i mean i knew it yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's so good so for me this game blows all the other ones out of the water uh, first of all the theme is so interesting and unique um, you know, back then, so many of the games were spaceships, which I love. Yeah. But you know, they were all a lot of them were spaceships and and just there was very a lot of re- kind there of was common. a lot of repetitive uh, storylines. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of imagination put into the themes of some of these games, and this one really stood out. I, another late release. This came out the same year that Pitfall Two did, um, which is another reason why it's kind of not that not that common of a game to find. Um, but I did have it as a kid, and I loved it. And how cool is it to be a guy with a helicopter pack and shoots lasers out of your eyes, and you get to save people and throw bombs, and it's just... Yeah, you got little sticks of dynamite. Yeah, and yeah. You're just blowing up walls and shooting spiders. and I mean, it's just every kid's dream to uh, to be this, this type of unique hero. And really, that stands out a lot, is the uniqueness of this theme, that you're going through caverns and saving people, and you're, uh, you have this very unique kind of uh, helicopter pack, like I mentioned, and the lasers coming out of your eyes to fight the bats and the bugs and stuff like that. So it's that, that in and of itself is great, but then on top of that, you've got some of the tightest gameplay and best designed levels in any Atari game for me. Um, now, I never beat this game as a kid, 
but recently I did a video series where I I went through and tried to beat it for the first time and man what a blast this was to revisit as an adult and finally beat and I got to you know later levels in the game where you're seeing new monsters and I remember I stumbled across that the first yeah. time that that sea monster I was like whoa I've never right. seen that before that's so cool um, yeah, and I and I thought that was really cool. You know, I watched your. As a matter of fact, I just rewatched your series a few days ago to kind of freshen up on it. <laughs> but um, I thought that was really cool because that was the first time in the entire game that they had showed something like that. So yeah, yeah. you had saw kind of all like, even though they did a good job of mixing things up and adding like you know kind of puzzle elements to it, right? I mean, you had a go down a certain hole. If not, sometimes it was instant death or you know sometimes you flip the switch off or whatever so it had a lot of that stuff and it kind of kept building on it and all of a sudden you just saw this completely new creature out of nowhere and it's like whoa yeah that was pretty cool and it's so late in the game too it's like wow that was really neat i mean it was a nice i mean in a way it was kind of like a i mean i don't know it wasn't the final boss right but it was definitely a in stage boss i mean it was kind of yeah. cool it was more it was definitely later in the game and it was something a new challenge you it had was, to overcome what, 17 18 or something like that yeah I mean, it was later yeah right? definitely and and this game is such a good example of how how well balanced you can make a game as far as difficulty goes i mean it, it progresses progresses so nicely and it's so fair and that's really what makes a game for me uh it really enhances how fun it is is how fair it, how fair it is and how you overcome these challenges and by the time and I love games like this where by the time you get to the end you've mastered so all the levels prior to the last level and you you kind of become like a speedrunner and you kind of fly through and I, I that is so satisfying to me and that's why I love games yep. like this even with the NES well, and, and you other can games. you can see your skill pro- uh, progression uh, happening right before your, as, as a viewer, right before your eyes, because it's like you were dying in level six or seven, and all of a sudden it's like you were whizzing past those easily. Yeah, you were right. getting to the later <laughs> levels, and um, and what was funny is as a viewer, I was getting frustrated for you because you were, but it didn't seem like it took any of the joy from you at all when, you know, you were just like, oh, I got to level seventeen, I got to level eighteen, and. And, you know, as the viewer, I'm like, oh, man, you know, like he was so close. Like <laughs> yeah. I had heard that it was like level 20, I think. I, I think I saw that. And so I kind of cheated a little bit when you were starting it. I went and watched someone else's video uh-huh. uh, like a break. Like I didn't watch a, you know, a, a gameplay video, but just somebody kind of reviewing it. Yeah. And I believe they had mentioned that there was uh, 20 levels or something yeah. like that. So yeah. I knew you were getting close. And I don't want to say nothing. You know, I, just, I want to spoil it for you because I didn't know if you knew, but I think you kind of had an idea. But um, all I want to say is, it was really cool, man. You know, you 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 uh, is your favorite game. You set out to beat it. You recorded it, so that's even cooler. I mean, you even had the great Metal Jesus respond to your video, which was <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. cool. Hey, you beat it, and Metal Jesus hasn't beaten it. And he's been playing it for years. He claims yeah. he plays it all the time. So either he sucks, or you know, you're just a way better gamer than Metal Jesus. <laughs> I don't know about that, but no, that joking, Metal that Jesus. was a really fun. <laughs> series to put together and to revisit this game of mine that I loved as, as a child and finally beat it as an adult and record it and it was just so fun so this game really is special to me it kind of ties in my childhood with my love of collecting as an adult and it's it's just a very special game to me and it's so it's so good it's so polished um, it, it's just so well designed and it's got a great theme and I just can't say enough great things about it it is my favorite Atari game of all time number one 
All right. Well, I I can't say I ever played Hero as a child, but um, when I when I kind of got back into um, like uh, well, I wouldn't say when I got back into collecting, but when I kind of discovered YouTube, uh, probably around. To, I mean, I had known of YouTube, but I always thought it was like cat videos and <laughs> people following or something. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't realize right. that uh, there was like this big gaming community. And around 2009, I kind of started stumbling across videos. And uh, it was around that time, maybe maybe uh, maybe 2010 or something, I had seen a video, an Atari video by a Metal Jesus. And he was talking about Hero. And... I had never heard of the game before. I mean, I guess I probably had seen it, but I just didn't know. I mean, you know, when you don't know the games, you know, there's so many Atari titles. They all kind of blend together unless you kind of know what you're dealing with. So I had was lucky enough to find it at a swap meet and I found it and I pretty much instantly fell in love with it. I mean, all the things that you I can't. I can't articulate the everything you just said because you're way more passionate about it than I am. But all I can say is I echo your sentiments. It's easily my number one game, or at least right now. Um, for the sake of doing something different, I could say in the title, but I wouldn't be. I'd be being dishonest. I love playing it. I'm not as good as you at it, but I strive to beat the game and flip it and be better than you and crush <laughs> your high score. And uh, wait, wait, are you, you telling know. me your number one is Hero Two? That is amazing. That is so cool. It, I, it had no, really I had is. no idea. I'm not doing it to copy you. I promise <laughs> you that. I had it before I even knew you liked it. I mean, that I is so funny. I had been working on it, and I. And, you know, if I'm going more towards lifelong favorite, I mean, if I'm being honest, a lifelong favorite would be Pac-Man. And it's, and I know yep. people hate the port, but that's actually probably my true number one game. But yeah. the game I played the most over the last few years, and I really like to go back and play it, it is Hero. I mean, I like it so much I got two copies. I'm worried that if one breaks, I won't have it, and the prices that keep going so... up. So I got lucky, and I found two of them within, I don't know, maybe six months of each other at different swap meets and well you know i have so to I mention chris it. that where did i get my copy of hero from you <laughs> <laughs> so, and i had well, no idea this was your favorite atari game too that is wow yeah i mean like i said if, if i'm going all time all time it would probably be pac-man but right now it and it, it wouldn't even matter this would always be in my top five i really love the game i love activision i feel like all their games i mean there's a lot of activision i mean this whole list could have been activision games i was yeah, just trying to yeah. like mix them up a little bit and i was trying to pick games that i knew were my favorites but i wanted to try to make a list that was different than yours um i was just kind of guessing and i, I feel like i guessed pretty well um but yeah i love hero it's so much fun and uh, it's just one of those games where um, I really wish I would have had it when I was younger. But I was glad to find it. And, you know, man, I, I felt so guilty. I had I knew you didn't have it. And, you know, we didn't know each other that well at the time. But I knew I liked you. And, I you know, I was <laughs> we were kind of getting to know each other. And and I felt guilty that you had you didn't have a copy of Hero. And I and I was like, man. And I was at a store, and there was a copy, and I had some casino winnings, and I was going there to blow money anyway, so I was like, you know what? Give me that copy of Hero for my buddy, <laughs> you know? Well, obviously, so. that is another component that makes the game extra, extra, extra special, is that it was given to me by you, so... And wow, well, the fact that your favorite game is Hero 2, I didn't even know that. That is just yeah, the coolest thing. I, 
right. I mean, I, I, I knew that's why I wanted you to go first because I didn't want to steal your thunder. I know it was your favorite game. And it, right now, <laughs> like I said, right now, it's totally my favorite game. I love playing it. If I was going to pop the Atari on right now, I, I'll tell you right now, there's three games that I would probably pop on. I would probably start with Hero. We're going to get into the honorable mentions. Yeah. You want to start? So. Doing, okay. So let me let me throw you. We're going uh, we're gonna to try to rapid fire these. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out mine really quick. Another game I'm playing a lot right now, and I'm not saying it's the greatest game, but damn, it has a really good, a really good rendition of the theme of the movie, and that's Halloween. Uh-huh. I've been I've been playing it a lot this month or last month, or when we're recording now, it's already last month, but in October. Um, I was playing it a lot because it's just fun. I mean, you're you're a babysitter, you're running from Michael Myers, you're trying to. You know, there's two different strategies. You could really try to get the kids and save them to gain points, or you can ambush Michael. There's like a, I don't know if it's a ranch or I forget what it is, but there's something on the screen. You grab it and you can run into them and you, you get a bunch of points. So I've been noticing a couple different. I was originally just trying to save the kids, but I, I was watching someone else's gameplay and they weren't even trying to save the kids they were just trying to keep attacking michael and it's really neat if he does catches you he cuts your head off it's awesome <laughs> and it's in my top something okay yeah. it's honorable mentions all right so uh-huh. and i i kind of already went over pac-man i mean yep, i yep. love the game i know it ain't the greatest port i don't care at the time anybody who tells you they hated it is liars they didn't grow up then they're a liar we didn't I care agree. We i had it i we played had it Pac-Man, i loved and it it was pac-man it didn't matter that it wasn't the arcade it was just a different version i had yep. a pac-man on a watch i had a coleco stand-up pac-man i mean the tabletops they weren't the same thing we knew that it didn't matter it was pac-man i watched pac-man cartoons ate pac-man cereal i was singing <laughs> pac-man fever and i was playing pac-man on the atari okay so this was a great game uh another game i kind of briefly mentioned video pinball i won't go back into that one but that's another great game river raid um that could oh, yeah. easily made this top five it really depends on mood i love river raid there's two strategies right you're either shooting the gas to get more points or you got to you know you're running out so it's this find this balance of making sure you got enough fuel so you don't run out it's really neat you know it's, it's just it's just a different gameplay it wasn't space it was on a boat you know like so it had something different about it it's easily in my top 10 um i don't even know how many honorable mentions i went but i i, I just got two more and i'll make them quick berserk another ah. great game love it on the atari i mean yeah it's it's kind of cooler when uh i can't i don't think it does it do the voice i can't remember no no not the 2600 no, version. it doesn't say right yeah but um nonetheless it doesn't matter i can hear the voice in my head getting chased by evil auto is always creepy yep i love that game and the last one is another arcade port and that's frogger i didn't know anybody who didn't have a copy of that when i went to their house there was three or four games they all had and it was always those early arcade games and frogger was one of them and i'll still put in frogger and i'll challenge george costanza to Frogger, <laughs> and i think i'll beat him so that, that's there's good, my honorable mentions i actually think i went six so that's great we actually have one overlapping in that one so i'm going to do okay. mine in no particular order vanguard great game that, gosh yeah. another game that ahead of its time it has vertical and horizontal uh it's a, sh- a shooter essentially um, but right. it's different, though, because you're always shooting. And whatever direction you move your ship, that's the direction you shoot. Up, down, left, or right. And if you don't want to shoot, that's when you push the button and you move a little bit faster. And it's just so fun and unique. So and were you-, you the nerd or the jock? Who killed the god? Were you Luther? Did you kill the god? 
Huh? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, the commercial. <laughs> the commercial. Yes. Luther kills the god. Atari presents its newest star. Vanguard. Just like the arcade. Thick zone. Let me show them the mountain zone. Hey, check it out. Get the energy pods. So long, Harley Rockets. Hey, the rainbow zone is my turf. You can shoot in four directions. All right. I'll just freeze to the stripe zone. The wall. The wall. Yeah. But fellas, who destroys the gond? Luther destroys the gond. <laughs> Vanguard is here only from Atari. Well, you that's know, not... I actually have a sealed copy of Vanguard. I found it at a thrift store. For Seriously, like wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, that's always been one of my favorites, and it's just, it's it's got great gameplay, and I always love that little tune that played when you grab the energy thing, and you were like invincible, and it goes. I can still play that in my head from when I was a kid. And I love that little that rainbow streak that goes through like the safe zone or whatever like it's just so cool so different yep and it's got horizontal and vertical uh levels and you can beat it there's an end boss which is yeah. kind of unique for an atari game so great game oh you okay. know what I, i'm sorry i Go missed ahead. that little that little weird thing in the middle that's yars revenge forget what i just said <laughs> I was thinking about uh, you're, you're thinking was, Vanguard. I'm thinking yeah, Yards yeah, Revenge, yeah, yeah. but no, no, no. I'm all in on Yards uh, Vanguard. I, I, I was thinking Yards <laughs> Revenge, and that's another great game that could easily made my honorable mention. Sorry if I just stole it, it from you, but it's all mine. Yards Revenge is all mine. That's uh, a Howard Scott Warshaw game. Yep. Uh, it's often touted as, as the best Atari game. Um, and ironically, he also made E.T., which is also talented. Right, it's, it's, it's one of the worst. <laughs> you make a game in five weeks, man. Right, Come on. right. The Yard's Revenge is so fun. It's so weird yes. and quirky and unique. There's also an Easter egg in that game. Um, you can get his initials to show up. I can't remember the sequence, but I've done it a couple of times, so... That's um, really cool. Just one of those games you I, always I, I pop really in. I really like playing Yars Revenge, and honestly, when I was looking at my list, I forgot Yars, Yars was going to be in there somewhere, but I just forgot, man. Yeah, I love Yars had, Revenge. It's yep, such a that had game. to make my honorable mentions list for sure. My overlap game is Berserk. Love that yeah, game. game. It's right? simple, but it's yep. robots and lasers, and you just can't go wrong with a game like that for me. And yes, the. Uh, Synthesized voices from the arcade and some of the other ports. I love right. I mean, gosh, I remember exactly. that so much from when I was a kid. Especially if he was in the arcade and just kept playing over and over, you would hear well, you that trigger alert. <laughs> you know, there's but, um, something that can't be replicated for '80s arcade sounds. When you would go there, you would hear Galaga. You would hear, you know. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Berserk, all these different noises, and yep. and uh, but I would you would always hear Berserk, man. It was awesome. Absolutely. So that is definitely on my honorable mentions list. Then we have Enduro, another game that yep. ahead of its time, man, has a day and night cycle in it, has fog, has ice, and I'm not a huge racing fan, but uh, this game I played a ton as a kid. It was so fun, and it's one of those, you know, it's Enduro. You're on this long kind of race, and the seasons are changing, and it's going from night to day, and it's just a really fun game with great graphics and neat effects for, for the time. And then yep. finally, I finally have a paddle game on here, and that is Warlords. That's I think that is such a fun game. Now, this is back when you could play four people. This is prior to the N64. You could pay, play yep. four at a time, playing Warlords. And it's a simple game. It's sort of like a mixture of uh, you know Breakout and, I don't know, Pong or something, and you're battling each other and trying to catch the ball and then knock it into your 
your opponent's fort and kill, I guess, the king? Is that what it is in there? That's, that's how like I that. see it. Yeah, no, I know, but yeah, it's something care. like that, for sure. It, it don't matter. matter. Kill, it's just it's fun. It's your imagination. You're killing something. You're trying to but beat the other people. It's a fun it's such, game. It's very, yeah, very fun it's, game it's to play great, with It's others. a great party game, too. Like, if yes. you want to... It's a real simple game. If you want to break it out, drink some beers or whatever you drink, yep. and, and um, play a little bit of Warlords, you're going to have a lot of fun. Absolutely. So there it is. Wow, we covered a lot of games and a yeah, lot of great I almost, games. I almost did the build up and said ET for my number one game, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna. I don't want to go long on the podcast. Well, that was fun. But man. I didn't hate ET though. Did you hate it as a kid? Not at I mean, all. It was frustrating, but I didn't hate it. I did not hate it. In fact, I recently. I don't know, a year and a half ago or so, I, I played through it and beat it, and I had a good Did time you? with it. Oh, Absolutely. man, see, I need, I need to do that. I've been meaning to beat it. Um, yeah, I, I need to beat it, because I just want to say I beat it. But I, I used fun. to play it a lot. I didn't hate it. I actually, I felt like I enjoyed it more than Indiana Jones, but maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. No, but. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. Indiana Jones is weird, man. I, that, well, that's, you, have to, you have to read the manual and really know what you're doing. You gotta have two controllers going. Yes, it's I, I never stuff. got into that game. I mean, I played it a lot, and it's kind yeah. of nostalgic. But um, ET is yeah. a better game. ET is a better game. I'm sorry. I thought I thought so too. <laughs> like it's funny, and you'll hear like some young, younger gamer talking about how crappy it is, and it's like, dude, there's way worse games than ET. I ain't saying it's a great game. No, but no. considering what he did in five weeks, it's outstanding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I I liked it as a kid. I played it a lot. I, I played it too. I mean, and I loved ET so much back then. You pretty much could. I, I don't know. When I hear all these things about these massive returns and all that, I mean, I'm sure it must have happened, but because, you know, I mean, it seems like there's documentation of it, but I, I don't remember <laughs> it being like that. I don't remember people. I never knew anybody who hated the Pac Man. And I didn't ever remember any. I knew people would get frustrated with ET because you'd fall down in the hole constantly and they didn't mm -hmm. know what to do. But whenever you came across someone who kind of knew what they were doing, it's it was kind of a fun game. Yeah. I mean, for the time, you know. I agree. I agree. Well, there it is. That was fun. And you know, uh, on a note here, we're we're going. We you know, we focused on our top five games here, but I imagine Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're probably going to do a lot of uh, Atari themed. Well, yeah, episodes we got because... we got variants to talk about. We got consoles got we both stuff. have such a fondness for this console and its vast library of games that i'm sure we're going to have a lot of well, episodes so much, so much so that we built our own custom shelves to hold our yeah, stuff yeah and, exactly you know, yeah. I mean, like, yes. so we're big atari fans here at the retro nonsense podcast so be prepared to hear plenty of atari talk in the future so on that note we're going to wrap it up here and thanks again for listening and uh I'm not sure what our next episode is going to be. I guess we haven't really talked about that yet, Chris, but uh, we'll, figure we'll figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Oh, we'll yeah, that's about right. Santa yeah. or something completely off topic. Who cares? Uh, you never know. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.